Just a closer walk with thee Grant it, Jesus, if you please Daily walking close with thee Let it be, dear Lord, let it be Hello, and welcome to the award-winning podcast, The Academy Academy, the show that discovers the absolute, undeniable, and scientifically proven greatest performance in your favorite actor's esteemed career. I'm Don Saunderson. And I'm Patrick Remian. Welcome to The Academy. We got, uh, we're back in the world of sports this week Ooh. on the show. Wesley Snipes doing two dramatically different sports films. Um, one, a... Uh, blessed light good time between two friends and their wonderful one of their wonderful girlfriends uh the other a desperately grim and heavy-handed boxing movie (laughs) 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 so let's get into it we got a wonderful guest this week we have comedian writer producer and mysterious band member Mm. winston carter in the house welcome winston Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to Thank be here. Thank you for joining us in the Academy. Uh, does, he, does he play yeah. the flute? Does he play the keyboard? You'll yeah, never yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What era <laughs> of boxing are you obsessed with that you would like to see brought back? Uh, prison. Prison. Prison, prison, prison era boxing. of boxing. Yeah. Yeah. I go to the, I, you want to go to the prison that has um, bleachers <laughs> and a full like steel cage set up. I, can I curse on this? I'm so, I, yeah, you can I, curse. I, fucking hated this oh my god oh i okay all right okay i don't want to boy undisputed is a bad movie <laughs> that's, a that's all that's all it's oh oh it's it's upsetting on like 12 different <laughs> levels a lot of talent involved oh um, so many oh my every time i was like oh that's another really talented oh that guy won an oscar oh, that's, that's great uh what the fuck is this Who's responsible? Uh, uh. <laughs> save save oh, the best for last. We've, we've yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously a lot to discuss with Undisputed also being paired this week with uh, White Men Can't Jump. Uh, before we get into both those two movies, which I know we're all <laughs> thrilled and excited and have a lot to say about, wow. uh, Winston, we got to know, everyone's wondering, mm. what is your Snipes saga? First memories of Wesley yeah. Snipes, early favorites, VHS gems. I mean, it has for me. The first time I can really remember Wesley Snipes has to be Blade. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of us are of that era. And I'm. Sh- I. I. I'm. Pos- well, no. I guess it might be actually be White Man Can't Jump. Oh, because I have. Ve- I have seen that movie a lot. Um, and I have very definitive memories of seeing it. Must be right after it came out, not in the theater, but on VHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess that's actually, I mean, that's like my first memory of him. Uh, and then separate from that, what I, what came to define Snipes for me is is Blade. Yeah. Is Blade. I can't, listen, I'm not saying Mahershala Ali's not great. But I'm <laughs> saying it can't possibly be better than the original. You can't. Yeah. No. I don't think you're alone my, on that. Yeah. I don't think you're alone on that. Wonderfully talented man, Mahershala yeah. Ali, but... Yeah. Super great. Oh, so talented. Oh, so good. So good. So good. But can't, are you going to look cool with like stuff like, like your tattoo matching your haircut? I don't think so, my dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to work for you. <laughs> this is going to put him in uh, wrap around Oakley's. I don't know. I hope, I hope it's the same costume. I hope yeah. it's identical. I hope it's the same movie. 
All same actors, except yeah. they really personal. I know. I, I was just reading about it. I'm like, they got to bring Stephen Dorff back, right? Yeah, Stephen Dorff, <laughs> Donal Logue, yeah. uh, Chris Christopherson, and, and still hard R. I believe the first plate is an R-rated movie. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, they're but, yeah. swearing. But yeah, that's it. I don't. Um, Listen, Blade, we're making yeah. an R-rated movie, or we're not making a movie at all. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Feige, what happened to your voice? Yeah. <laughs> Chris Christopherson comes and just punches Feige yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. I'm, I'm 86 years you. old. We're making yeah. it happen. Kevin, Kevin Feige, every movie gets a little more like Vin Diesel. <laughs> hey, me, uh, Kevin. <laughs> you make this. You make this money billions. Your mouth goes down. He shows up to every meeting wearing a tank top at this point. I mean, no one's going to fight him on it. No, no. I I am successful. Yeah. But yeah, so it's got to be Blade. Um, I mean, White Wing Can't Jump is certainly, it has to be earlier, but Blade is the definitive Wesley Snipes in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a fair. I think that's like, I feel like most people, it's interesting. I feel like most people have said Demolition Man, and I'm actually surprised. I didn't even... I forgot about that. <laughs> it's certainly earlier, but for me, well, now we're, oh man, you guys are really challenged. Cause no. there's, there's two, there are two Wesley Snipes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is fun, silly Wesley Snipes. Mm. That's demolition man. White men can't jump. Yeah. And then there is so serious. It's scary. Wesley Snipes, yeah. which is blade and undisputed. <laughs> and uh, we were just talking about that. The demarcation line seems to be, Right around 1996, in the earlier film, we covered the fan. Um, oh, yeah. Where he worked with De Niro. And yeah. I wonder if he's like, I have to be like a serious guy. Yeah. No more fun with De Niro. anymore. Yeah. yeah. Which sucks because he's so funny and big. And then also, <laughs> like, like he's got like a lot of like, like pre Chris Pratt vibes to me. And like, in that he is like yeah. a guy who can like be a leading man, be an action star, but is also really funny and, yeah. and can be really cartoony. Uh, and then yeah, he drops it all, and now we're just left with it. I wonder if it's also like when he started getting like under underwater tax wise was around yeah. the same time. And he's like, he's like, no, my life's not fun anymore. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. I'm gonna reflect this in the art I create. Yeah. That is such a fascinating comp with uh, Chris Pratt, where it's just because you know we've had the same conversation on this show. It's like that guy used to be fun. Yeah. Now he doesn't seem that fun anymore. And, and, and yeah, why is that? Yeah. I think he'll still he'll still get back to I mean my assumption is Guardians 3 will be very funny and he'll be part of that. But yeah, he doesn't um I mean for him it's he lost weight and people want to pay him 50 million dollars to be serious. Yeah. So I'll yeah. take that deal. Yeah, uh, and I mean, <laughs> I mean Blade I Blade which is only a couple years after mm-hmm. The Fan mm-hmm. is arguably Wesley Snipes biggest financial hit. Yeah. Um doing this kind of very serious morose mm-hmm. style but but it, it is like, but Blade, I mean, he's serious in Blade, but I think he get he knows exactly what the tone is supposed to be because mm-hmm. Blade is also tongue in cheek. Like it is also ridiculous to a fault. And there's like blood demons. It walks that weird line between between the two. And then when you get to like Del Toro's Blade, it's like, holy shit, this is like bizarre horror now and it rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, Next week, yeah, he's folks, a weird guy. Blade one and two. <laughs> teaser to that's the a listeners. hard choice that's a hard choice it's a hard um, choice but yeah i mean i think he it's i think yeah blade demolition man and white men can't jump if really yeah kind of have stuck out you know i mean i was brought back watching white men can't jump i don't think i'd seen it probably since the early 90s mm-hmm. and the second they started roasting each other in that opening basketball game 
I was like, oh, we did this for 10 years yeah. on the playground yeah. after this movie came out. <laughs> These exact same, like, oh, your mom is an astronaut. Yeah, I, I told people that. <laughs> yep. It's, uh, it's a, I think, I think a much more influential. I mean, it's still like if you talk to people, you're like, it's one of those movies like everyone has kind of seen, right? Like mm-hmm. everyone knows it. Everyone roughly knows what happens. And everyone knows who's in it. I mean, I think maybe you could forget Rosie Perez, but but also she's like maybe the best part of it. So yeah, she's terrific. Well, let's say get... yeah. Uh, okay, let's uh, get into it. Get oh into it. Let's get okay. into it. Let's start okay. talking. Okay. White men save it. White men can't <laughs> okay. jump. All right. Um, here's some stats before we dive in. Directed and written by Ron Shelton, sports movie king of the mm. '80s and '90s. Um, co-starring alongside Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson, Rosie Perez. And, you know, a gang of very, and Alex Trebek even, <laughs> uh, movie was released March 27th of 1992, budgeted at $31 million, made $90.8 million at wow. the box office. There you go. Very, very, it has a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. Too low. Um, too low. White Men Can't Jump provides a fresh take on the sports comedy genre with a clever script and a charismatic trio of leads. Ebert gave it three and a half stars saying not simply a basketball movie and um <laughs> good good very, uh, good, like, good uh good insight from Hubert there there are scenes that do not contain basketball <laughs> in this movie but also cool. i'm happy that's um, your whole fucking job bieber also though uh there is some basketball. So if you came for that, you've got yeah, basketball as well. Look, it, it covers both of the most important quadrants, people that like basketball and people that aren't super interested in basketball. It, yeah. every, all, all fields are covered. Which is most people. Obviously, you <laughs> know, we, the undecided voter yeah. still is out there about basketball. Yeah. <laughs> the ambivalent, yeah, the 10% ambivalent. But hey, you're never going to get that market, you know. You can't no. appeal to everyone. Um, interesting fun fact about White Men Can't Jump. Apparently, it was a film was one of the favorite films of Stanley Kubrick. He thought it was a terrific movie. Um, not nominated for any awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their uh, remake has been in development uh, with Blake Griffin involved <laughs> as uh. of 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, a fairly ripe movie, I think, for some level of a remake maybe I don't, you'd um, have to get the right people and you'd have to like because like this movie is so like fun and specific mm-hmm. and you if you did if you took away that specificity if you took away that like texture then the movie's like ruined for me like mm-hmm. you can't just have this be like a plain vanilla film if yeah that, yeah yeah now uh when winston's seen it before i've seen it before patrick what was your what is your background with white men can't jump Never seen it before, like a fool. I felt I felt foolish uh, <laughs> having not seen this film, and uh, you know, and it's like something you always hear, like, like you know, you know the premise of the movie. Uh, I feel like when I was in high school or whatever, like I'd see this movie at Hollywood Video occasionally and be like, eh, it's probably gonna be like not great. I don't know. I don't know if this will be, but like watching it, I was like, man, like this movie has depth. Like this is like a good, yeah. rich, like. <clears throat> Also, just like that intro where you you, 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 you get that close up of like snow of Santa Claus doing like Tai Chi at the beach and like the muscle man, like like I'm immediately hooked. Like I just whenever there's a movie that starts with like weird people of Venice Beach, like I'm, I'm, I'm in. You've got me, you know, warm in my mouth. I'm you serve me as the special of the day. 
absolutely <laughs> terrific Los Angeles movie. Mm-hmm. Like all of the footage of in different neighborhoods, like it feels incredibly lived in. It's not just yeah. picking the four locations that, you know, some other movies would choose. They yeah. like everything feels like very um, authentic. Yeah. Well, like in a testament to like, like how uh, good of a job they did, like kind of like picking the locations and stuff. You know, I drive uh, Lyft and like the only time I've had a place uh, called out by like, you know, cause like you'll drive through LA, you see like a lot of places that have been in like movies and stuff like that. And you'll have like, you know, the people in the back of your car, you're like your passenger saying, Oh, that's like the, the donut shop from Mars attacks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the only time I've had it happen multiple times is for some reason, like I passed in Santa Monica, I passed by the hotel, Woody Harrelson <laughs> and Rosie Perez's character stays in. And I've had like at least two customers be like, that's the hotel for white men can't jump. And I was like, Oh, okay. I didn't know that was a, <laughs> I didn't know that that's, was a, <laughs> it's like, I, I, my guess is they were looking at different because that hotel feels like, like fairly ambiguous to me. <laughs> that, that's the thing too. Yeah. It could have been two totally different. It is a weird, like, it is kind of funny. Cause like, I would have expected more like maybe like a basketball court or like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, this isn't like a, it isn't. I guess, although I guess Venice Beach or Santa Monica is a character in this in the in the movie, much, much, yeah. much, much, yeah. much 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 yeah. like the Big Apple. Yes, yeah. yeah. Which is also <laughs> a character. New York is also a character. In this New York's a character in this movie. Yeah. Plays the fourth lead after Rosie Perez. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Rosie Perez, uh, Winston, you're I think you're gonna make a Rosie Perez point moments She's ago. She's just great. She's just yeah. dynamite in this. Like, like, first of all. What in a performance, what a genius, like she like really captures such a very specific type that's supportive and also like fun, but also challenging. It's like a really lovely counterbalance to everything. She's gets to be funny amidst other funny things happening and still kind of peeks through. Uh, and also I was just watching, I was like, man, what's your prez? She's pretty looking. I was, I was like, I kept going like, oh yeah, I forgot like, I was obsessed with this woman at one point in my life. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, totally I, forgot. I, yeah, I think do the right thing intro credits like awakened oh, a lot yeah. of people mm-hmm. as a child. Yeah. Like, I feel like it did that with me. I was like, kind of like, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I can feel emotions. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. They do give her, I mean, she obviously is very, she's a very attractive woman, but they give her a full fledged character. Yeah, in this movie to play yes. off of these guys with her own kind of like mission and dream, and you know mm-hmm. her journey. It's like at some point she was no matter how much fun she was having with the charismatic train wreck that is Billy Hoyle, mm-hmm. um, she was gonna walk away from him yeah. at some point. And yeah. it does give you. It's this is not a starting over situation, Patrick. Mm-mm. Like <laughs> no, yeah, she doesn't like yeah, she doesn't date like uh, I'm trying to think of a basketball player in Los Angeles that would have been, uh, I guess this is post Magic Johnson or is it like the very end of? I'm trying to think of who would have been like on the Lakers in 1992. 92? <laughs> toward the, that's toward the end of Magic's run. Yeah, yeah, so maybe um, like yeah, she's yeah, she's like dating like yeah, Magic jo- Although like it's so funny in starting over that he she's dating a basketball player. I don't know. That, that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, is- uh, Winston, to catch you up, we've covered a lot of films on this show that <laughs> have had um, male characters treat their girlfriends or wives horrifically. Mm-hmm. 
not great. And, and it's all leading up to a conclusion where she smartens up and it's just like, the hell with you. I'm mm-hmm. out of here. And then the last three minutes of the movie, they come back, smile at her, and she's yep. like, never mind. I'm fine yep. with you entirely. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so even- kind of Academy Academy classic trope. <laughs> and, um, I like that. It's like, yeah, it's not even like, you know, an admission of guilt or it's just, yeah, it literally is just like a smile and a it's, wink. Yeah, it's like, always <laughs> like Burt Reynolds, like, I'm a stinker, but you love me, right? And, yep. yep, yep. Gotta love the and, baby. Yeah. You'll deal with this abuse a little longer, right? Yeah. Like, I will. I will. Yeah. yeah. And our favorite is in the film starting over. He, Burt Reynolds puts Jill Kleber through the ringer. She ends up dating a Boston Celtic Mm -hmm. who just seems like a nice farm boy who treats her well. Burt Reynolds shows up at the end at the Boston Celtics practice, walks Mm -hmm. across the floor, interrupting practice and wins her back. (laughs) A move that would get him like, sent to prison in like 2020 probably yeah. like, like interrupting yeah. a, a, an NBA you know, we, practice. in 2019 yeah. he's um howard ratner in uncut gems <laughs> and he's getting thrown out of there it's <laughs> <laughs> really funny so it was um heartening to see a, a character with agency who yeah. gets to win on jeopardy and then finally just gets fed up with her fun but admitted total mm. dipshit um boyfriend yeah so she like yeah she, she gets like an entire arc which i think a lot of like you know um leading ladies when it's you know when it's the when they're like playing the girl like i feel like there's just yeah so many movies we've done where like they're just kind of like the girlfriend or the but the fact that she gets to like express a want that's not just like i want to marry you or i love you <laughs> yeah why don't you and, marry like, me woody yeah exactly marry me and then uh and then uh she gets to like kind of like you know achieve her dream and then she gets to demonstrate the wherewithal to be like yeah woody you're like this you're a scamp and a scoundrel and i'm better than you like she is like 100 mm-hmm. percent. like like what is she doing with this guy what is she doing with this clown yeah and I, but i think it's it's amazing that they're able to pull that off within a movie that is also one of the better buddy movies around and establish the two of them and this wonderful dynamic between those two characters and their growth. And, you know, both of them are so funny and they play off of each other so well. Oh, for sure. And um, yeah, I mean, this is their first team up. They were teamed up in the far less successful money train Mm. a few years after this but they they have a really terrific chemistry starting from just that opening scene where you know harrelson uses the like oh i'm just a farm boy i don't know how to play basketball kind of uh grift on everybody out there and it's just it is so much fun it is just such a good time we get into some of the story here basically sydney dean is um kind of the king of the basketball hustling street ball courts in the los angeles area uh woody harrelson shows up passes um a wonderful two-op group <laughs> that kind of <laughs> intros and exits our film they're sort of the chorus of our film yeah and um he's wearing an awesome parental advisory sticker t-shirt that i definitely wanted in yeah. 1992 one of my notes is I want a there should be a store in LA that just sells clothes from white men can jump. Like it should just yeah, be yeah, all the- it's urban outfitters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got me. You got me. No, I do love me. that they give shit, they give Billy shit for his look the entire movie. 
nonstop, yeah. everyone. Like, you got to buy some clothes whenever yeah. you make money. Is yeah. like the first thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's always like, yeah, he has like holes in his jeans, too. He's... Mm-hmm. Both their looks are awesome. Yeah. No question about it. Wesley Snipes continues to be, you know, 10 out of 10 in every movie we've seen him in for cool yeah. looks. He's an example of, yeah, he can just kind of wear anything and look cool. And then if I were to wear it, I would look, I'd be terrified. I'd look bad. Look like, so. It's like one of those. You, you should start wearing one of those hats, man. Yeah. You should I really see do that. that. <laughs> I can start. Uh, it'd be so funny if I started doing that. Maybe. Maybe. We come out of quarantine. You show up at the clubhouse and like, this is your new thing. Pat, this is what you've learned over the last I wear, years. I now wear hats where there's a little word on the brim. Yeah, and you have I'm to like, flip up the bill. I'm like I want, a re- I more male cleavage is, I think, what I take away from this movie. Is like, <laughs> like, what are we doing? Yeah, that dude's that dude's like literally it is J Lo at the Oscars with those tank tops on him. <laughs> the the V comes almost to belly button on him. It's wild. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's a great. chest. Yeah. It's a chest speedo. Yeah, it's, they're it's essentially an... bottomless overalls is what he's wearing, and but man, he looks cool. <laughs> he looks so cool. Yeah, no question about it. And Sidney Dean is one of mm-hmm. is a great character. He's, you know, and I love how it's kind of revealed that, you know, you think he's just this kind of a scamp in the same way that Billy is. But he's like legitimately trying to make a better life for himself and his family. Yeah. And he's uh, for the most part, other than like kind of, you know, hustling people all on the courts, he's a he's a decent guy. I would say Uh, on the flip side of that, Billy, uh, it is revealed he's an excellent basketball player, but not very good at many other things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Getting out of getting out of jams. He's okay at, I guess. (laughs) But um, he lives in a dilapidated motel with Rosie Perez. He has a massive gambling issue. Um, The mob is after him for what is it? Eight thousand dollars something yeah. like that uh every time he gets a leg up he immediately gambles away pretty much any shot he has much to the chagrin of everyone around him have, have y'all ever thought this movie really made me think about like because it's 8k right it's eight thousand. Mm-hmm. yeah what a small amount of money to possibly die for yeah like i keep thinking of like i'm like that's I would assume if the mob wanted to kill me, it would be like fifty to a hundred thousand, maybe like maybe more than that. Eight K. I'm like, I I don't I, that does not seem like worth a murder rap. Yeah, that is like a used car. That is like it's yeah. like not even now, now, dude. Oh, and this in this uh, in, yeah, in this true. supply chain. Yeah, that's yeah. like a down payment on a used car. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's like yeah, you want to get killed for like. 10 xbox series yeah. x's yeah. that's like yeah. <laughs> would you like how about i'm gonna murder you for three months rent for a season's rent oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah well i think it's just a testament to how much of a stinker he yeah. is oh I'm, yeah. I'm sure he used he ran his mouth oh yeah got himself in this yeah well and i bet i feel like i have a feeling he's like done this like multiple because like i think i've said this is done already like i love how exasperated the mafia is with billy's bullshit they're like billy come on man like this is this is silly you're a silly man like there's like this also kind of the sound that he has made his way across the united states yeah by the seat of his pants doing this to people i i it's like they're they're very much in that like uh like an improv type of like straight man role where they're like 
I don't want to kill you for eight thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like, I I sucks that I have to do this, but I don't <sighs> want to do. Don't make me do this. Yeah, you're kind of charming. We could yeah. work this yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> but every like, time we come into a room, you jump out a window, yeah. and I don't know how to like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> quick, make sure I take my guitar. Yeah. Yeah, you said you wanted you wanted tea, and they come into the room with tea, and he's gone. And they're like, "Just have a dinner party with you." All that's left is the motel on fire. You left it on fire, literally. It, it, but it's such a like the entire movie is just such a like smooth, easy, just fun time. Like it just flies through. Like a lot of these, like. Patrick, we have found so many Wesley Snipes movies over the course of this. I mean, whether it's, you know, last two weeks in a row, New Jack City and Passenger 57 had the same vibe of just like, man, what a good time. Yeah. All the way through three very, very different movies, too. But and he is so. You know, we we talked about it earlier, kind of how taciturn he got. Yeah. As it went on. It's like this is such a fun guy to be around yeah. this, the lighter side of him where he's like, he can do, you know, he does do dramatics and serious scenes, but him just talking shit and playing basketball and like hanging out with his friends. You could watch this movie over and over again. It's just, the it is the best. I, it's like kind of crazy how, um, what's interesting is he's so versatile with his like persona, like, that same like charming like the fact that he plays like an absolute villain who like literally picks up a child at a funeral to defend himself in uh, New Jack City, and he can use that same charm to play like I, I guess what is essentially like uh, ostensibly like you know he's a bit of a cad, but he's ultimately like a family man trying to do right by his like wife and kid in this movie. Like and it's like. And he doesn't even have to like flip the switch that it's not like he's playing like totally different people. Like he just knows when to like, I don't know. I just, he's, he can be good. He can be evil and uh, charming in the same way. I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You also got to say too, I love the, um, the basketball footage in this film. I liked how Shelton shot it pretty wide. So we could kind of see, and you could see like Harrelson and, snipes making the plays yeah it's like it really it's like oh i feel like these guys are pretty good despite harrelson's pretty high release on his jump shots yeah. which um you know would get him into trouble <laughs> in other circumstances no it's got good yeah it's 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 shoot i'm a i'm a big basketball fan and i'm like oh, yeah, yeah that, this this works like it does not like so many times they punch in and yeah you can't you're like this doesn't i'm you're obviously not showing me the person playing and i'm like but i 100% believe that woody harrelson and Wesley Snipes can both actually play basketball reasonably well at this time yeah now probably not so much yeah i'd love to see them as 60 year old men yeah just see what just, see what they're bringing uh, to the floor. Little, little horse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, oh. remake it with them the same as mahershala ali plays this year everyone else is the same yeah, yeah. <laughs> 65 year old Woody Harrelson <laughs> actually I'll, to give Woody Harrelson credit yeah he is like 60 I think he looks great he does 60. actually look great yeah, yeah. It it's is he, yeah, his raw diet. Like, you like do yoga, yeah, eat raw and just smoke a lot of weed for your whole life. Yeah. And also if you have no monetary stresses from the time you're 25, that helps. <laughs> yeah. That helps. Yes. Consistently yeah, yeah. one of the most consistently working actors yeah, yeah. in yeah. the entire world. Yeah, you're on like maybe the biggest sitcom of all time <laughs> yeah. before you're 30. 
you live a long time and look great the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and, and, like, and you show up in about three to four movies per year for yeah. the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like the second lead or the fourth, you get mm-hmm. cool stuff to do and everyone's yeah. impressed with you every single time out. Yeah, it was funny when I went to like my doctor for my checkup. He was like, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, you could lose a little weight. You can do You should get on Cheers. You should uh, <laughs> get on a uh, that sick was metal. The description. Yeah, that's what yeah. I get yeah. on. Try to get on a, uh, a world renowned sitcom. <laughs> yeah. he, wrote, he wrote me a prescription for auditions during pilot season. And, uh, so the se- season yeah, yeah. four, there's been an unfortunate yeah. death yeah. on he the biggest show it. on television, and <laughs> yeah. they need a replacement, and they're going to cast some yeah. green dude yep. yeah. who's we been needed- in nothing before. You can be uh-huh. the fifth lead on the show now. Yeah. I can be Baby Newman. Yeah. We can make it yeah. work. Yeah. You're yeah. the best friend in whitish. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> wacky, yeah, wacky. Hey, you know, Patrick, they fi- they, they should can Jeff Gold- Garland mm-hmm. off the Goldbergs. They need a new dad. <laughs> On the Goldbergs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I am Mr. Goldberg now. I would. Yeah, I've taken my wife's husband's ex-husband's name, and I have moved in. I am the That's same really age funny. as the oldest son. Yeah. <laughs> and I the, old, the oldest yeah. son of that show is almost certainly older than yeah. you are, Patrick. Oh yeah, he's yeah. like forty-seven or yeah. something. I like it. Let's let's yeah. let's make it. Happen. I imagine you like because what is the Goldbergs in the eighties, right? Yeah. Like I imagine you're just that turn of the nineties. You're like coming wearing a kimono. You're like, very like it's like whoa. And you're like I would no, like to you give can... you all sushi, and it's like whoa. That that show does like every episode. They kind of do a riff on like some sort of eighties nostalgia, like the like a Back yeah. to the Future episodes. You show up in the nineties. 1992 episode, you can wear the tank top and the oh hat. God. It's a white man oh can't show up episode. Yeah, I'm wearing oh parental advisory. <laughs> yeah. I would love, no, I, oh my, you have to dress as Sydney. There's, if you go out and you're dressing as Woody Harrelson for what you're missing the point. <laughs> you have to wear two, two layered tank tops that are that are just above your balls. Just some, right above. With some, some spandex shorts and the yeah. hat. God, that'd be such a honestly now i'm like that would be a fantastic halloween costume okay i'm gonna do God. it i'll do it so <laughs> i'll be sydney for halloween yeah because uh, <laughs> everyone who's the second i if, if you walked in wearing that i'd be like yeah that's why but that has to be like like, it was, <laughs> like i'd immediately know it and it'd be but i'd be like i've never seen that before <laughs> that's oh, like yeah i thought this only ex- existed in the realm of fiction yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like narnia or something oh, yeah, yeah well or you could just have a wesley snipes party you don't have to wait till halloween you just have Ooh. a snipes a snipes night Ooh, snipes. Si- Ooh, simon snipes phoenix night. is there yes yeah, blade phoenix. is there yes. um john uh, cutter from passenger 57 is there uh, uh, obviously nino Mon- brown is in the house <laughs> I would. I want someone to be Wesley Snipes from what we do in the shadows as well. Yeah. Part of yes. This. It's, just, it's just Wesley Snipes, who's also and really a vampire. Um, actually, because I'm not very good yeah. at parties, I'm going to bring a lot of toothpicks with me, and I'm just going to sit in the corner and do some architectural Jesus models. Christ. With some toothpicks. I, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, oh, we'll get to that in a moment. I cannot <laughs> wait. I cannot I. <laughs> <laughs> I, this, uh, all right, I'm right. I'm so excited to talk so much shit about that <laughs> shit movie. Oh my um, God. We should mention though, Ron Shelton, director yeah. of um, White Man Can't Jump, mm-hmm. just a terrific, underrated like '90s and '80s director who, like many, <laughs> just couldn't make it 
tur- couldn't turn things or couldn't their style just didn't match once you know the iron man's and spider-man to the world yeah kind of hit the scene but i mean look at this run i mean obviously you know he wrote this movie called the best of times which has um Kurt Russell and Robin Williams in it from mm-hmm. the 80s. It was a favorite of my dad's. We watched it a bunch when I was a kid, but um, mm-hmm. it's like a high school football movie. Bull Durham, obviously, the, one of the great baseball movies. He wrote Blue Chips, the mm-hmm. Billy Friedkin basketball movie that Shaq's in with Nick Nolte yep. basically playing Bobby Knight. He did Cobb, the Ty Cobb movie with Tommy Ooh, Lee Jones. Cobb is wild. That's an insane with starring Arliss himself. Arliss himself. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, did Tin, Wool! Tin Cup, the yes. golf movie with Costner, which is a pretty darn good mm-hmm. uh, movie as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Blue, um, a cop movie with uh, Kurt Russell, mm-hmm. with, which was a very interesting movie. But oh, um, side, huh? yeah, and that one huh. was the one I think that uh, looking at the roster here kind of hurt things. <laughs> I know that one was a big bust at the box office. Yeah, it was a uh, 75 million budget, 51 million take. Damn. And uh, yeah, I mean, after that, he co-wrote Bad Boys 2, though. Yeah. Gotta give him credit for that. That's you know, Bad Boys I'm 2. Not, I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably gonna eat my own hat here on this, what I'm about to say, but there's a part of me, I look at this cast, you know, Harrison Ford, Keith David, you know, Josh Hartnett, take him or leave him. I don't care that much, but like, he seems to be, co- he seems to be coming back, too. I'm, I have, should I be a Hartnett head? I think, I think Hartnett is, I, I'm wondering like what it is in his personal. I think he just like left acting because he didn't like doing it, right? He didn't like the public eye. I think but, I, I heard he um, oh, was on the oh. edge of partying too hard. Oh, okay. And, That's fair. But actively took a like committed stance to like, I got to take a step back to. Yeah clean thing which is great I, I, but i think he's super super talented i, I know that super talented oh you know i like him in sin city i will mm-hmm. say you know what's interesting is like he uh he was almost christian bale batman yeah he, he almost 100 see that he turned it down and he turned it down and, and like to this day he's like yeah that's like my biggest regret i should have been batman well that's <laughs> like, a, like the case of a lot of these actors it's like a few wrong choices like yays and nays like john travolta his entire career is based on like making the wrong and right choices all the time. Like all the movies he turned down, like he turned out days of heaven. Terrence Malick wanted him for the Richard Gere part. Wow. <laughs> like, but he turned out all these things and he's like, I'm going to do the movie with perfect with Jamie Lee Curtis where we're um, aerobics instructors, you know, like he hey, makes but choices. Listen, hey, how many gifts of from days of heaven do you see on the exactly, internet? Well, the exactly, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, <laughs> Hmm? Maybe he was thinking ahead. In Cultural impact. Set. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> but you're right. Hollywood Homicide has a fun cast. I mean, even the deeper people, Dwight Yoakam, Lou Diamond Phillips, Master Martin? P. Martin, Martin Lando. Master P coming up again. Uh, Master P. Here yeah. Too. Just a good. We all we, we love if you're, your prison does. Every prison does need a hip hop group hype squad to, get, you know. <laughs> get things and, going in your thunderdome every yeah, prison with, you, need, with, you need a thunderdome thunder you need a prison hype squad <laughs> winston we're gonna turn you on this movie just how surreal it is Fellini-esque. i don't uh but i i think we could all agree snipes is absolutely terrific this is one of his key roles as sydney dean yeah white men can't jump he's funny he's charismatic he the dramatic scenes like the scene where he has to sit Woody Harrelson down and tell him like 
<laughs> like you didn't have to listen to me. Yeah. It's um, so like it's so terrific. And then it ends with them going back to the court, just like smiling and having more antics. And that's why you could make this as 60 year old men, because they very well could still be out there trying to do scams. I do love the idea of these two 60 year old guys, like still like they still have just enough of that spark in them to like trick, trick, you know, green, green basketball players. Oh, I think that they're, I think that they've shifted their hustle. I think now they do their pool hustlers. Oh yeah. I think, I think it's shifted. I want to see them on a cruise ship hustling a bunch of tourists in pool. (laughs) They're on like one of the, they're like on the, the, the three eleven. Uh, like the, oh, the three, oh three, my God, like well, a concert cruise. They could be yeah. the, or they're they're the they're the hunky guys at the retirees cruise. Oh, I like that. Uh, regular like old that. dogs. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Like well, like because obviously it's going to be white men can't jump colon back in the game or something mm, like that for yeah, the that, sequel. They'll it will be as bad as you could imagine. <laughs> boat trip. Yep. <laughs> boat trip. Yeah. I I love to see them back together again though, as yeah. older guys. I think it'll be super fun. They both have like similar. I feel like they're both like similar in the sense that they're both can like. They both have personas that can be like villainous or like, yeah. like or like like you know or like good like you know like good like the opposite of heroic, and they don't need to like they don't need to change much of their persona to do that. Like uh, like Nino Brown and Sydney kind of have like the similar smiles and laughs. And well, I mean, Woody Harrelson can play like. You know, like the best friend who like is just a wonderful, like charming guy. Or he can. Uh, did you guys ever see Out of the Furnace with Christian Bale? No. He plays no. like the nastiest meth head Appalachian shit kicker. Oh, who no. like <laughs> yeah, who's like every everything you could imagine is bad about him. One thing about Woody Harrelson: the second he goes like full Chrome Dome and shaves mm-hmm. his head, then he gets a little bit more evil. Yeah. Absolutely. Like yeah. natural born killers, obviously. Yeah. yeah, like the less hair, the more evil. That's a good Woody Harrelson. Role. But you put him even to this day in a wig. Yeah, it could be, you know, yeah. just a kindly sheriff who's in over his head or something mm-hmm. like yeah, that. Yeah, or, or the supportive teacher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he could. I mean, boy, both these guys, they're so versatile. They're great. Mm-hmm. I want to see him again. I want to see them do a heist movie with Steven Soderbergh directing. I know. I, I think oh, that'd um, be great. I think you just make put them in that as yeah. the two leads is like. Yeah, simple. Yeah, yeah. Come on, HBO Max. You're giving Soderbergh like fifty million dollars every year to make a movie. Do whatever he one. wants to do. This is yeah. what we want to see. I think if you, I think if you pitched him on it, I think he he knows enough about yeah, movies be, and he's got a good yeah. enough ear. Yeah, yeah he'd be into it. I'll be he'd sipping tools. A... Write this movie for me. Yeah, as he sips, <laughs> but, sips a but Dr. Do it, Pepper. But do it under a pseudonym. Yeah, do it under a pseudonym, because <laughs> no one will be like the chick from E wrote this. Um... <laughs> I love that. That still has never been um, verified. On no. her writing Logan Lucky? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, I think everyone's like, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Not. But also because he does that all the time. Because doesn't he 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 does all of his own yeah, he, cinematography? Everything's under an alias. He is Peter Andrews, the cinematographer. Yeah. That is it. And he's Marianne Bernard as his editor name. That's he's so he's he's That's the so wild. he's the funnest guy. He yeah. Yeah. gets just gets away with murder. It seems yeah. like everyone else is like trying to get by in Hollywood, and he just seems to like like much like Woody Harrelson on Cheers, just like yep. yeah, I'm in. I'm, I'm just gonna keep shining this glass. <laughs> yeah, see how you're doing. yeah. As, H- H- HBO's his Medici. He gets to yeah. like just like he's got he's set. He's like you know like HBO's like paint me another paint me another tablet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and what are you doing this time? I don't know. We'll do. Uh, 
we'll shoot it on my iPhone and it'll be about yeah. basketball agents, which Ooh. that was High Flying Bird on Netflix, yeah. um, <laughs> which was a fun movie. <laughs> like, but uh, yeah, let's see, let's make it happen. Soderbergh, I, I gotta see, I gotta still see his new one. They added Antlers to HBO Max, so I chose that instead of his new one last night. I've heard it's good. Uh, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard Kimmy's great. Yeah, but I've not watched I'm, it either. I'm, I'm excited to, excited to take a look at that, but. Uh, you know, I think, um, and also HBO Max should let him make Logan Lucky Part Two. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that that mm-hmm. should and put Snipes and Harrelson in that. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. ooh, <laughs> <laughs> like two old, two old tow, tow truck drivers in the south. Yeah, like let's just let's just yeah. combine it. Let's just yeah. make it all I would happen. Love that. Kill I would two birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we came out here. We couldn't hustle anybody because nobody plays basketball here. So we spreading a tow truck scam. Yeah. <laughs> I, swear, I would love that. Or Same like characters. <laughs> yeah. Or like yeah, some sort of like with their moon like moonshiners or something. Yeah. Like you know. Let's play so yeah, but it's that. but it is Billy Hoyle and Sydney T. That'd be so yeah. funny. That would really, really be amazing. Oh. I think we're yeah, we're pitching all sorts of fun ideas yeah. before we get to a um Jesus Christ, the worst, a little bit oh less God. fun thing. Um <laughs> and that is of course 2002, only 10 short years later. <laughs> Undisputed. I just was looking up because I was like, oh, I want to get some more information. I did not know this movie was made in 2002. It, that, I'm so fucking mad. I am so furious. <laughs> I cannot believe. Oh, my God. I was like, this movie is like 95 at the latest. Yeah, because I, I, re- I just watched Walter Hill's movie Trespass, which I did enjoy quite a bit. That came out in 92. And Trespass and Undisputed some very similar stylistic choices <laughs> walter hill got walter really hill into it hit his fucking head in like 96 what happened because everything turns i don't oh my god this movie's so bad it's it's interesting because walter hill is an obvious king he made a lot of really great yeah. movies hard times hard times the driver the warriors 48 hours southern comfort um streets I'm of fire something. he made a bunch of good movies before movies got good oh no i'm throwing that out there i'm really genuinely saying those are all great movies before we got really good at making movies that's an interesting that is boy uh, that cracks open an entire conversation (laughs) you know it's like it's like it's He's like, uh, uh, who's the guy who's on the NBA? Uh, Jerry, not Jerry West. Who's the guy who is the NBA logo? You know, what that's I'm Jerry about? West. Okay, it's Jerry West. It's like Jerry West. Sure, great basketball player at the time. Hmm. Jerry West goes to the NBA today. Not so good. Yeah, and I think that might be what you're. What What are we looking for in boy? This is this is. What are we looking for in movies? I guess this is kind of like the question there. It's like there is like this workmanlike style to a filmmaker like walter hill mm-hmm. who just told stories mm-hmm. very simple kind of yeah. not like and he, admittedly yes today like every movie has to kind of either kind of be a have a be all end all importance to them yeah um i'm not saying that necessarily like his movies aren't important and that they're not but i'm saying as this this art form is so new Mm-hmm. And he was, I mean, probably coming in at like what, essentially like the third generation of filmmaking. Yeah, he's of the same age yeah. group as the Scorseses and Spielbergs, yeah. the new Hollywood kind of yeah. filmmakers. And some of those people, 
I think transcended it. Uh, I would really only say one of them, but uh, but the the like art form keeps keeps evolving, keeps changing people. Like the things that were difficult then in storytelling have become second nature to storytellers today. Oh, so mm. I see what you're saying. It's like from like a technical standpoint, not I even get... a, well technical, but also like from how to tell stories using mm. this medium. Like right. like like at the time they would be like, oh, and then I'll add a, a song here. Whereas now you have people who are like, all right, these specific sound effects and these like. The same way as like computing, like like the first computer, like you see like a word process, you're like, holy shit. And now you see Google right. documents and you're like, whoa, what is, it's filling stuff out. For it, it's kind of like how like the Wilhelm scream was novel, like in 1955. But if you hear that in 2022, like it's only there is like a, a bit basically. Well, it becomes like meta. It becomes yeah. like meta textual in its own way. But I think. I genuinely do believe that there are great films and that doesn't take away from how good they are. But, and this movies we make, especially now, I'm not counting like the Marvelfication of film, but I am saying the, the, the base level of what a filmmaker, and which we obviously have so she, cause it's still a business and it's still people making decisions that aren't always based on who makes the best thing. Uh, there's still, Brett Ratner was still working 10 years ago, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I do think the base level of what like a good filmmaker is now is really high compared to what the base level of a good filmmaker was at the time. I think that's yeah. my opinion. I think that, that yeah, I think that that's, that's a, that's a, I think that what's, this is, a, and this is, these are my own kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of fault Eggs. lines or favoritism kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I am a, like, I watch more seventies movies than I do modern movies. Okay. Just in my own. Yeah viewing habits Mm -hmm. but i do see your point there is what is asked of a filmmaker whether it's you know kevin feige's factory Mm -hmm. or even somebody like paul thomas anderson um is a much higher level today yes i and the nuances and details that go into what is necessary today to make a believable to movie to both audiences and critics and fans and that kind of thing requires a hell of a lot more than just saying like, here's two guys and let's hope for the best. And I guess I feel like a bit of a charm in the let's two, let's put two guys together and hope for the best style. Yeah. Um, A scarecrow, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it might be uh, misplaced nostalgia on Mm. my part. Well, I don't um, think there's, I mean, it's also, it's all still art and taste and, mm-hmm. and if there's no right answer, right? I do also think that there's an element of, there's like, there was a study out that there are basically two types of creative geniuses. There's a type that's super peaks early and then fades off real fast. Mm-hmm. And then there's a type that slowly ascends and then they end up doing their better work later in life. Ooh. And I never think we think about that with filmmakers is we're like, Maybe he just had five good years where he fucking had good create good ideas and then no more. And well, I think that I think that that's what Tarantino has been getting at with his ten movies and I'm out mm-hmm. kind yeah. of thing because he's petrified of getting because there are and he's right if you look at the history of filmmakers like a lot of filmmakers after there's there's a few that mm-hmm. after sixty really do some really like i mean i'm a big scorsese fan i think Mm -hmm. that some of his recent work is really terrific and holds the bar with some of his early work i think terrence malick has been doing very interesting things older but he's doing it on a much smaller scale he's not you know but but i think overall the odds aren't good 
<laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, it's also, it's hard. It's not a, you know, like Steve, Steve McQueen makes movies that they show in LACMA. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like like you walk into a room and it's just images of New York from a helicopter and like like mo- and so we're trying to merge those worlds with worlds where people in like Tulsa, Oklahoma, go out on a Friday night and shovel popcorn, and it's like there's not a lot of middle ground there. No, there's not. But so the threading the needle of like who will pay you a million, who will give you a couple million dollars to do something insane while also trying to be artistic is like very hard. And that's why we obviously end up with like the Marvelfication of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, listen, I I love that. I love that shit. But I also oh, yeah, like slap too. Yeah, I like it's roller coasters. A, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a it's a theme park ride. Ooh, I would not call it slap. That ooh, I'll ooh. Mm. Now undisputed, mm. bringing it back is fucking slop. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, oh yeah, that's fair. undisputed is like yeah, it's not great. It's a it's not it's not. What? There's interesting what? moments, but it's like yeah. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into the plot. So oh yeah, okay. So written. Directed by Walter Hill, written co-written with David Geiler, who was, um, you know, passed away two years ago. Who was his partner through most of the kind of um, key collaborations, including they co-wrote. You know, they did Alien together. They did the Parallax View. I mean, big, big yeah. movies and very successful movies. Um, and they, you know, came up with Tales. They did the Tales from the Crypt series and movies together. Um, yeah, definitely did. So the, these are not guys who are like unsuccessful, no. who haven't, who, you know, they, and there are, and if you look at the supporting cast, we'll get into it. Not only Wesley Snipes, but Ving Rames, Peter Falk, Michael Rooker, John Seda, Wes Studi, Fisher Stevens. We'll get into that. <laughs> um, movie. Uh, it's like the kind of the salacious crumb of this movie. Like um, a weird... And of course, Master P. All are in this film. Yeah, uh, do very dudes, dudes heavy. This is yeah. This uh, is picture. like this is yeah. This is like a dudes film. This, this is, is a, dude. a dudes. This is the. I wouldn't say that they rock, but dude, <laughs> yeah. I would say that dudes rock and white men can't jump. Certainly, yes. but dudes do not rock in an undisputed. No, these are not rocking um, roll dudes. This movie um, was budgeted fifteen to twenty million, made about fifteen. Forty-eight um, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Sites consensus reads, while not the deepest boxing movie out there, Undisputed is successful at hitting its aspiration of being nothing more than a genre picture. A um, couple direct-to-video sequels did very well on video and found found new life there. Um, I don't think any of us had seen this movie no. before this time. Uh, basic premises, uh, Ving Rhames plays George Iceman Chambers, who is convicted of rape and sentenced to a new prison in the de- desert called Sweetwater, populated by hardened criminals. Um, gets inside. We meet folks like uh, fo- folksy, possibly dementia-having uh, <laughs> Gangster Mendy Ripstein, played by Peter Falk, Jesus and his number two Christ. man, Jesus Chewy Campos, played by John Seda. Um, West Studi's there as Mingo Pace. West Studi, a wonderful actor in many, many good movies. Not given a hell of a lot to do in this one, like, other yeah, than kind of show Iceman what's going on. Um, James Ratbag Koychek is there. Fisher Stevens, too. 
who Patrick and I were saying before you jumped on Winston, uh, Fisher Stevens' entire uh, approach to acting seems to be that he received Eminem's second album from one of his kids and was like, I think this is the approach to this character. Um, uh, he thinks I have a way. Oh, this act. is inter- interesting hip hop, really. Um, and of course, Wesley Snipes is Monroe, undisputed Hutchin. Um, in this prison, there is a absolutely insanely organized boxing matches um, that guests seem to be able to come into. Yeah, um, I guess fucking anybody comes into this. Yeah, anybody can go what they feel like it. It's and basically the prisoners gamble money. I guess I because I. <laughs> It's it's intricate. It's intricate beyond us. Clearly, um, also, like, everyone's <laughs> in on it. The head uh, the head guard is played by uh, Michael C of Love Rooker, who I love Michael Rooker because ever since Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, the second he walks on screen, you're like, yeah, you're up to something. you're never gonna be a doctor (laughs) you're never going to be like with any of those parts we described for woody harrelson like the kind teacher or something like that (laughs) yeah Yeah, michael c rooker and pay it forward yeah Uh... (laughs) and so he's not only the head prison guard he's also um you know the referee ish um ed lover from mtv is there as they have an announcer um the entire um no limit hip-hop um uh roster is in prison led by master p um along with silk the shocker and sea murder lil wayne's on the soundtrack but not in the movie right. <laughs> it's and basically Iceman comes in and i actually really like how um I like Ving Rhames' performance in this movie. I really do. And I think he got the good character <laughs> over Wesley Snipes. I mean, he's Snipes. the character that they you know anything about. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And he's like unapologetic. Like they they make no work whatsoever to like say like, oh, Iceman was railroad. No, he's like bad. He's just a bad guy. And he comes in and immediately starts trouble. But luckily, like... <sighs> So Wesley Snipes plays Monroe Undisputed Hutchin, who went to prison for getting cucked and murdering. And he's now amazing boxer in prison. He was an up and comer on the outside. And they want to set up this like mega fight between these guys. And it just kind of goes from there. Um, yeah, he's like it's a it- fortunate it's a fortunate 93 minutes in length. <laughs> um, it feels a lot longer. It, the the fight I, takes up the last 20 or so minutes of the picture yeah um i love peter fox so much i'm a i'm a colombo fan i'm a cassavetes it fan is like, um, it, it is like if, if, if joe pesci's character from goodfellas and yoda went into like the butterfly <laughs> machine is that, but i was also, also thinking at the end of the Irishman, where he's eating yes. grape juice and the bread, when Joe Pesci's really on the downward slide. Uh, that's kind that's of the, the vibe that was there too. Oh, oh, totally! It is a hundred percent like yeah. He's not. I had doing to look great. up because Peter Falk passed away from um, Alzheimer's oh. complications. That's a and I was like, was this his last role? 
because he just seems a little out of it in this movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is like, I think he gives the most interesting performance out of any, like, he's like always, like that one scene where he's just saying fuck over again, over and over, like the fucking, my fucking wife and my fucking like, this. You do this the- entire subplot where he's like, no gloves, they can't fight with gloves. And then, like, like, and then somebody comes up, he's like, maybe they should fight with gloves. <laughs> so good. There are so many scenes that awesome. I'm like, what this? Oh, but I'm all, this... So okay, funny. This movie's so bad. There are so many scenes. And I was like, is this, were they trying to make a TV pilot? And they were like, no one wants to watch this show. So let's pivot to making it a film. Cause that would make sense to me. That it legit but, to me. I think I said this earlier. It feels like an episode of Oz. Yeah. Like they wrote like a script for an ep- but then they forgot. They realized, Oh, we already had a season three. We already had like a boxing episode and season. We can't just turn this into a movie. Just turn yeah. this script into a movie. <laughs> there are commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. There, like I, feel, I also, this is small. Where the fuck is this prison? It's in California, but where? Mm. Oh, I thought it was Arizona. It's in is the it? desert. I, the again, no- see, I thought that I thought Nevada. So where we are. All- <laughs> Keep saying we're gonna send you to Folsom. They are in a. They are. Oh, so much in California then. It has to be in California. Oh, you're right. You're right. There's snow-capped mountain. I just. Oh my god. (laughs) It's awesome when they put snipes in um, solitary too. They literally like lock it to you. Have to use like a blowtorch to get him out. That's like. Oh yeah, we have to put you. You're so dangerous. We can't lock a door. We have to weld it shut. Yeah, it's so rad. I couldn't believe it when they front of the guy at the blowtorch i was like oh my god there's a and it's gets- clear like the the guy that like if chambers who has shown no sign of remorse has shown that he's an incredibly like violent guy it doesn't seem like wesley snipes is violent at all outside of the boxing ring yeah. mm-hmm. chambers is not the guy to put in general population yeah no, but give yeah, put Monroe. Monroe's have, but, fine. You would have absolutely no movie if they had just put Chambers in, you know, because yeah. you'd well, be free. It's I like mean, with with the neo Nazis and the 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 other all the other gangs are teaming up. Be like, we don't like this Iceman guy. This is something we can agree on in prison. We don't like Iceman. I do like that. Is that is the one thing that every every group everyone in prison, prison like? Yeah, we could bring peace in prison by putting an Iceman in every prison. We should have How? yeah. We should get the ultimate stinker for every prison in writing this yeah. and producing it. How many times do you think they were like, Hey man, uh, I don't think someone would do this. And like, yeah, but you've never been to prison. Cause they just like right off, like, yeah. All right. Punch me. And then I'll, and you'll take up. There's the whole punching where Fisher Stevens punches him scene. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? That is no wild. One, no one would, no one would act like this, but they're like, they genuinely think prisoners are some different breed of human oh. who do things that make no well, goddamn sense. There, there, there is like legitimate things. Like this feels like a sci-fi movie. <laughs> you guys get that vibe? Oh yeah, I was like, one of my notes is like, this is like one uh, degree away from being the face-off underwater jail. Like this is like, yeah. It and, is but you like, buy it in face-off because everything in face-off is so high. Yeah, like it doesn't matter. Have, I prefer that. Yeah, like if yeah. they had gone like full on, you know what? Actually, it's space jail. You're in space yeah. now. Like yeah. man, how much better would well, you this make movie? like a psychotic, power-hungry warden character, yeah. and mm-hmm. you, and you cast like um. Who would be a great ward? Like who's the villain from uh, 2002? John Voight or something like that would have been very funny in this role. Oh, a Dwight Yoakam, maybe. Yeah, Dwight Yoakam. Yeah, just a slimy Dwight Yoakam. My favorite superpower, Dwight Yoakam's put a country, put a cowboy hat on him. Wonderful traditional country singer. (laughs) 
take the country take the head off Ooh, absolute yeah. villain yeah the devil. supporting character the, villain <laughs> human devil yeah. <laughs> I, um, I genuinely yeah uh, i i kept like like is are like it, like is it's the fast and furious prison what because it doesn't it just doesn't make sense there are if they framed it like that then this movie is much but also then you have to remove the fact that you are the amount of times they talk about rape in this movie and they are uh, not good about it it is horrible oh yeah and they're, they're like this is the real bad guy and then like they're like you need some backstory what if it was written on screen <laughs> it's fucking insane he got a but little high on the whole movie there's you something i noticed one thing I noticed with some of these, like I listen to a lot of audio commentaries with um, filmmakers mm. and a lot of times, like some of the filmmakers of this generation, they get really excited when they're like, oh, that's, that was green. Like, like the, the technological advances yeah. that emerged in around 2002. I have a feeling Walter Hill got really, really into like, because if you watch hard times or something like that, it's a very like steady traditionalist unflashy filmmaking which is like the reason why walter hill has the reputation he has it's like this like meat and potatoes tough guy movies basically this is there's almost a level two like 2002 and we just kind of talked about ron shelton petering out Mm. around this time as well this is kind of where the demarcation line like the x-men movie came out Mm. and the initial sam raimi spider-mans this is what really got taken from us on 9-11 was all these good like yeah like (laughs) If work only Mark Wahlberg had been there. Life. Yeah, well, <laughs> and then, yeah. Damn it. Folks, folks, if I had been there, Walter Hill still would have been working. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, me, me, me and Ted could have beat him up real good. Walter uh, Hill does have a new movie coming out this year, though, which yeah, is... Uh, um, unfortunately. It's a Western that I will watch. Um, who knows? Christoph Waltz and Willem Dafoe are the leads, which gives me a little bit of hope. But uh, mm-hmm. who knows? It's a rough movie that wants to have it both ways because it wants to be kind of this grounded, like prison movie, but it also has all of these like very broad ideas of like this boxing system and yeah, kind of this like the cartoonish, future, fu- the cartoonish <laughs> aspects, and it's like. I have I have a feeling because he had just come off of a movie called Supernova, which was taken away from him mm-hmm. in the edit, which is a real mess of a movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And Francis Coppola even came in to try and save it. And oh no! I, I truly like the backstory of the movie is far more interesting than any aspect of the movie. And I have a feeling, like with a lot of these fellas, times were shifting under their feet, mm. and they're kind of looking grasping to try and make something that'll keep him in the game basically mm-hmm. and walter hill's fine because he gets a producer credit on every alien movie yeah so his house is still very yeah. much in his hands yeah. <laughs> and, you know and all that kind of thing but you could tell like almost all of them around this time period with the exception of kind of the biggest names the spielbergs and mm-hmm. the scorseses and that kind yeah. of thing you know, and they had the same issue in the 80s. And if you you actually also notice this, like the 60s musicians in the early 80s, that was when they had this moment mm. of when like, it's like, hey, Bob Dylan, would you like to try and put some keyboards in your songs? It's like, well, we'll give it a try. But yeah. it's not, it never yeah. doesn't really, it's like a, an attempt at staying hip and 
in the game and it's just it, I, I i respect people trying stuff but this movie it's unfortunate there's a lot of talented people in involved in making sometimes they just don't work out yeah yeah, yeah. i will and, I, and it's i will say too that like i think the biggest bummer for me is that wesley snipes just truly doesn't get like you get like one interesting character quirk he likes to make popsicle uh and those are cool like that's cool do i like him pre- making do they preface that before they show the no. the pagoda he's just doing, that he's made he's just doing it in the um in solitary because yeah. all of a sudden like they come back they get him out of solitary and then there is this like four level like japanese castle it is like, like what the fuck is happening? I want to say I want to see that movie. I just want to see the movie of Wesley Snipes, kind of like your favorite. Your what's the actor and director who did Days, uh, Donald? Oh, Simon Long. Yeah, yeah. yeah I want to see Ming a, Lung, slow, a slow, slow cinema of him building this in prison. Yeah, just a real time like seven hour movie of him building this yeah. pagoda. But also, if he's gonna build that thing. At some point, doesn't Bing Rames have to knock one down? You're absolutely right. Yes. There is 1,000% he needs to punch one. that thing. He has to yeah. punch yeah. it. Yeah. He has to, yeah, he punches it. Yeah. And then that's when he's like, I'll fight you. But, you know, because that would, I guess, be having character arcs instead of just people doing shit yeah. for no goddamn reason. I almost wish it was like Oz, though, where there was no one redeemable. That's and like Hutchin, Hutchin was a monster too. And it was just led to this like bloodbath <laughs> fight between the two of them at the end of it. Uh, like, yeah. a la- like a last duel level. Let's just like yeah. have these guys annihilate each other. Yeah. And just like the thing too is like, I uh, you just get so little for Snipes in, in terms of character. Like there's so many questions about him. Because you, you get one scene where he is like, man, uh, being in jail sucks. He gets one scene where he essentially says that, like, <laughs> this stinks. I don't I, like it. I and think then, there is this level, though, to Wesley Snipes post-Blade where he was just like, I am cool. Yeah. Don't, I don't want to play anyone anymore who is like, even has um, emotion, <laughs> vulnerability at yeah, all. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, the other thing that's inexplicable about this film is the friendship between Ratbag and Monroe. How? Why does Monroe tolerate Ratbag? What is, I want to see the origin of this French, this weird it, what, Sancho what is Panza. Ratbag, what is Ratbag's skill as a cornerman? At nothing, all. Nothing. I, nothing. I, he sucks. I, he's yeah. the voice. He's, he's like, you remember the voice, voice of Sauron from uh, Lord of the Rings? Yeah. yeah. He's like that. He's like, he's like, ah. But they bring in um, <laughs> Dayton, Dayton Callie from Deadwood. Uh, Bing Rames trainer. They just let him into the prison whenever he feels like. It. I don't. Inexplicable. Uh, Inexplicable. <laughs> so this, great. It's great. It's I, awesome. I love a good mess. I love a good also, mess. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I guess things are black and white now, and and oh, and this is like, th- th- there's so many things that are just all over the place, and I'm like. This feels like this movie feels like they did a bunch of test footage for another movie and they edited a movie out of test footage. I bet the, I bet there is like a half hour at least. Yes. More of this movie that they were they were doing like real editing room yeah. battle. You gotta remember this is a late Miramax movie. I don't think the wine scenes had anything to do with this one, but the other thing to take into this is a millennium movie. Mm. Mm. Of course, you know, lead the lead the league in um, straight to DVD action movies. The Stallone and the Expendables stuff and all that comes out of Millennium. Yeah, the Rambo sequels, etc., etc. Et it is actually kind of. It does seem like a precursor to those in the sense of like ostensibly Wesley Snipes is the star, but he probably gets the third 
most amount. I feel like Peter Falk gets more screen time almost than Wesley Snipes. He gets more to do. They all get more. I mean, but you call it too. It's like inexplicably too. John Seda is yeah. the one who gets the final voiceover about, man, he <laughs> left me some money. He was a good guy in the end. It's like, okay, cool. What the hell does that have to do with the boxing match at all? It's so great. It's so funny. That is so fun. I was, I was, I was, uh, I was yucking it. I was like, real, like John Cena's the one in the end we're supposed to care about. Okay. I know. And like Wes Studi the entire time is like, what am I doing in this movie? I mean, he's he's so good. He's such a good actor that he like uh, still maintains his dignity, but it's like, you could have given him so much more. Like I like, there was this entire like idea of like, Oh, you've aligned yourself with the Iceman, Then you're an enemy to everyone else in the prison. That's as like, that would have been cool. Yeah, Or like, yeah. Or like the fact that like, there's like this conflict between like, cause like Wes Studi has that one line where he's like, yeah, you know, I got in jail for stealing a Mercedes. And then Bing Rames is like, I own three Mercedes. And it's like, that's their, uh, that's a move. That's some, that's, there's some there's immediately there's conflict there do I'm something with that i wish that they had switched roles i wish snipes and rames had switch roles i think that oh oh god oh oh dude that would be incredible yeah. i actually think the movie would have worked really yeah. well snipes like, or as a little ultra bit better hockey boxer like huge super famous boxer with all of his charisma would be unbelievable and ving rames as like the stoic yeah. i'm actually the tough guy here uh, i don't look I build yeah. these things and, yeah oh, i'm a gentle giant that kind yeah of, yeah uh yeah that would be amazing and it, it would make a lot more sense oh and then, and then you get you'd get to see like his like snipes's innate charisma mm-hmm. so you'd mm-hmm. be like he's a piece of shit but i kind of like him like yeah, yeah ving, also, rames, ving rames is just a bully yeah yeah and it would yeah. also make more sense just like this because like ving rames is like the size of a boxer and yeah. has the and wesley snipes like him coming in with that like height disadvantage, it would at least he would at least have like the training and everything. So like that that the, the fight would like the fight would the fighting would ultimately make more sense because well, like being like, Rams is so damn big, it's like it's hard to yeah. believe Snipes would beat him. Yeah, yeah. Also, like it's funny. But, I looked up their heights. Like Snipes is five nine. Really? Wow. Wow. You could tell. You could tell in the fan even more so in the baseball movies he's yeah. done. He's, he's like, too. He's actually too small. Yeah, to play those. I did not. I did not realize. I always thought he was like you know just a taller guy, but like yeah, he's five nine, and Bing Rames is only six feet. But I guess Bing Rames had been training for two years to star in a Sonny Liston biopic. Oh, never made it, and so he was like ready to go Mm. for this movie, and just was dying, dying to play a boxer, basically. I yeah, yeah. I really like the idea of, especially given that like. If you were like, all right, which one of these two men are uh, professional in professional athlete shape currently? I would be like, what? What? Wesley Snipes? Wesley Snipes? Like, I'm like, oh, he's like a like a lightweight boxer or a featherweight. I buy that. I 100. And if you're like Vingrams, used to be a boxer and boxes in here, but doesn't have the same training and is also the most well stocked prison kitchen of all as a former cook i was like oh this is nicer food than anyone's ever gotten yeah. there's so much fresh produce who's the fuck's the head yeah. chef here yeah. ratatouille yeah. like what's yeah. that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the rat uh, went to prison yeah, yeah. yeah the rat bag eh? yeah. for yeah luigi's in there for you know letting a rat cook human food yeah and ship him that's to America. A, that's a fucking just a CG character. There's just an anime. <laughs> that would be awesome. Inexplicably. That would be so great. This turn this movie into like a surreal, yeah, real visionary piece. I mean, at I the end of the day, yeah, I think Snipes is like 
Snipes gets this role and he's kind of sleepwalking through it though. Yeah. Undisputed the Ratatouille cut. <laughs> Indis- indisputable. Um, I no, I do think uh, Snipes just has nothing to do. Yeah. He dude has infinite charisma. He's the most charismatic person in this movie, and he has nothing to do with any of it, and it yeah. sucks. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a, a bummer. It's a bummer. Yeah, he barely has. Yeah, it seems like he barely has scenes with anyone yeah. else. Now he's, that I yeah, think about it, I it, I feel like this is like a precursor to like the but the movies were like the Millennium films we're talking about in the sense that like yeah like it's like this is like like one of the first roles like Bruce Willis in one of those movies where like you can tell Bruce Willis is sitting down. For like the 15 minute scenes yeah. in it. Like it's like it's very like, yeah, just it just well, feels the, like this was kind of like the last stand on those kind of movies getting like theatrical releases and like mm-hmm. soon thereafter, pretty much all those kind of actors yep. were heading into the straight to DVD zone, including yeah. snipes. Oh yeah, like yeah, it's like after this, it's like, okay, if I'm gonna act, it has to be in Bulgaria for tax reasons. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think that there is like there is like a point to this like desperation to this movie of like or an identity crisis on walter hill's part of kind of feeling like man what i used to do really worked i've had a career for 20 25 years of making kind of mid-range dudes rock movies Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden like you know i get super last few don't do as well box office wise i get supernova taken away from me you know, it's like kind of like, what do we do now? And that's a, that's a sad, that's a tough place to be when you've been successful and the shit has worked for a really long time, and then the shit no longer works, and times have kind of been changed underneath the view. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I had a better time watching this movie than I think you did, Winston. But at the same time, all of your points are incredibly valid. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's fair. Listen, I if someone's like, "Oh, this is trash," and I love it, I get it. I like a bunch of movies that are not great, but this doesn't even. My problem with this is like, so like I like I would really list like Independence Day as one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. and that's trash, but it's fun. And also, that exactly. movie happens to be like a perfect storm of right performances right people right time oh yeah everyone's satisfying it's satisfying trash yeah whereas this i'm just like this isn't there's no joy in any part of this no one's like no one's like yeah i'm making this insane gritty movie i'm gonna ham it up because no one no one in this movie knows that they're in the same movie as another person that's a a good point it goes to patrick that's why you were saying you thought the fan was a better movie than this because both are like weird and totally all over the place but Tony Scott's insane direction and his like letting everyone in the movie's free flag fly performance yeah. wise helps it at least be, I mean, the fan ends with a knife fight on a rain soaked <laughs> baseball field. Yeah. Like John Cruck like, has been murdered game and John Cruck has been murdered. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's satisfying. That's, yeah. that's kind of yeah. like, that's what we're kind of, I think talking about with like just this movie ending with like an insane bloodbath fight or something like that. Like just take it to like absolutely like grim gruesome levels. Well, like, like, you're at least that would have been like, R. why am I not seeing blood? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, already it's so deep. And why, why isn't this like, Oh, you know, that, that barbed wire, it's getting wrapped around a dude's. Yeah. Like, 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 like sheets and like, yeah, do some like barbed wire. Yeah, absolutely. Or and like have like a full so, fight breakout. Yeah. Oh, prison riot. Yeah, Bing Rhames just punches Peter Falk right in the face. But they've actually set up the stakes for Bing Rhames that he has to win. Like, like, 
like let him cheat as much as humanly possible put yeah. snipes through the absolute ringer yeah and have snipes get up from it still and you're like geez he's and like and boy he's undisputedly unstoppable it's, you know but it's it's ugh. it doesn't it's 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 a mess i'm still i love i love watching messes i truly do like i am the guy who seeks out movies that have never been released on dvd on mm-hmm. video action movies and stuff like that in the hopes that there i will find a gem i walked into undisputed like oh, walter hill in this cast like maybe maybe this is gonna be it uh, it's not it's not particularly <laughs> it's successful not- <laughs> at best um yeah. it's unfortunate um i had a better yeah i mean it's unfortunate yeah at least uh, fisher stevens looked like he was having fun fisher stevens made some choices peter falk mm-hmm. made some choices I think Ving Rhames thought he was in like a movie that could have gotten him a nomination yeah. of some sort. He's I, yeah, really going for it. He was He's bringing a good some actor. like Pulp Fiction-y seriousness to this that it doesn't, yeah. what he needed to do, he needed to be more mission, late, late serious season <laughs> Mission Impossible Ving Rhames versus Pulp Fiction Ving Rhames. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he'd been like, this is wacky. I'm going to punch you. And then he goes like, people should have like been flying through the air when he hit them. Yes. Or it's super realistic and gritty. But yeah. this in between, you can't have masterpiece wrapping in a box and not even a box in a weird cage. They need, yeah, they <laughs> need some not. like late John Car like Ugh. Escape from LA. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that vibes to it or something. Yeah, like lean in on the unrealist. Yeah. I think yeah. if it had been unrealistic and like big trouble little China kind of thing where they're flying through the air doing drop kicks. Yeah that sort of thing yeah, yeah. like Th- this should have been like a jail where they also keep sewer mutants and chuds like <laughs> oh and like make it um gender neutral jail so they've got some tough ladies in there to beat people up yeah. and just kind of like have it yeah. like future prison yeah yeah escape future, from new york yeah. space prison so, yeah space free yeah, space prison type yeah. movie in, in yeah. the new state of uh Cala nevada zona yep <laughs> in space yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like, and just do a title card in the future the west yeah. has become yeah. one wasteland yeah. but prison yeah. still exists yeah. in the future the west has become outer space what's that Sp- movie um, sports have been on? uh made illegal and they only take place in prison sports crime sports crime what is, what is that movie that's like is that rollerball it's not what is oh, uh, in my mind. I'm like, oh, the shit exists in the same in the rollerball cinematic universe. There's yeah, the, yeah, the, I mean, there's man, like yeah. they're running man rollerball type type deal where it's like, yeah, it involves um, games, but there's also like death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would rule. Yeah. This movie would rule in that world. Yeah, yeah, make it like future future boxing and. All of they're all in. All of our fighters are in prison, and we make them do like, yeah, like yeah. Thunderdome, like just yeah, just yeah. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Ugh. Okay, we got a <laughs> lot of pitches for you, Walter Hill. If you want to come back and do a re-edit on uh, Undisputed, where we are, the Academy Academy is here to help. <laughs> we're gonna, we're going to get it right this time. <laughs> Same cast. I don't. Oh. I don't need to. Well, poor, poor Peter. We'll do. We'll do one of those CG. Falk, we'll do but... one of those CG Peter Falks. Like yeah, Princess hologram Leia. Peter Falk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spent, spent twenty million dollars bringing Peter Falk back. <laughs> yeah, we had to use him. At, we had to use him at Coachella during. But the what we'll do is we'll do him as um, like 
70s Columbo so we can yeah. reuse that hologram for more episodes of Columbo. <laughs> Just one more thing, one more thing, Just one, one more thing. thing. Well, gloves, well, gloves no. are back. <laughs> why, why are we in that? One more thing. That gloves conversation was really the point where I went, I was watching it and then it got to the gloves conversation and I went, all right, I guess I'm going to kind of play video games while I watch this. Like, I was like, I was like, all right, I'm going to turn the Xbox on. I love that it's uh, like 15 minutes is spent on like I can't believe they're not going to wear gloves. That's crazy. We got to talk yeah. about this gloves thing. And then he, London he just, rules. Yeah, and London rules. Turns it around instantly. Oh, he's instantly. Like, actually, it would be a better yeah, fight. Yeah, he's talked like, out of it. Amazing. Uh, they they were writing down the conversations they had while while writing the movie, and then it got messed up in their dictation, and that just became the, the movie. Bare knuckles would have gotten me as a viewer more interested because yeah. it's like oh that's scary yeah like they're uh, actually have to go at Make it this kumite yeah. rules and they have to dip their hands in glass yeah. go for it. <laughs> whether <laughs> it's rambo crazy. or hot shots or uh, blood sport yeah. or um hot shots part duh. yeah you know mm. either way so funny i watched the first 10 minutes of hot shots do it i was like this is still pretty funny yeah. still yeah. works, still works pretty well yep uh yeah <laughs> All right, we should get to let's get to some uh, let's get to some awards here. Uh, Harrelson of the week. We actually have Harrelson in the mix Mm -hmm. this time around. Undisputed stacked bench. How Mm -hmm. how successful are they? We'll find out. Patrick, I'm going to send it over to you. Harrelson of the week. You know what? Uh, There are so many people that uh, deserve this award, Uh, but I'll just take the easy one. I'll take the I'll take the main one. I'm gonna give the Harrelson to Harrelson. Mm, got it. He was just he was great in it. He's a great he was great in the movie. He was uh and that movie uh is White Men Can't Jump and he was good. And like, come on, we've talked about it so much. He's just like he's just he's just he's just a great little scamp. He's just like yeah. and he, it, it's a testament to his skills as an actor that even after all the dumb shit he does in that film, you're still like invested in his arc and you kind of hope that he'll uh, figure out his dumb bullshit so yeah giving it to Woody awesome awesome Winston how about you uh, I'm gonna give it to Rosie Perez yeah that's a good one you got it I think that's the I, I mean if, if, if we're talking about everyone quality of, of performances in these two movies she's probably at the top she's but she's second in, in Harrelson voting uh yeah I think she rules yeah. uh, steals the damn show oh yeah and and also like how how uh, we're talking about a movie where two the two leads have so much charisma and she's hanging with it mm-hmm. if not eclipsing them multiple times it's crazy it's oh wild. great 100 percent. you guys have left me in a bit of a pickle <laughs> oh no so i've got a, two options somebody from undisputed or the guy who is the the coming into the game champ on Jeopardy who keeps giving Rosie Perez dirty looks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was very good. Um, uh, that guy had a great look. Uh, or the guy who's got the Jordan jersey. Uh, that guy's great. He's kind of funny. Wesley's like hype man. I think that's a Kadeem um, Harrison. That's Kadeem right? Hardison. Kadeem Hardison. 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 Yeah, yeah, he's great. Um, he's pretty boy. good. Hey. Ooh. I, I, I'm looking at the end of Speedy cast and I was. Well, it's like who who says champ the best in Undisputed? Like yeah. that's all. That's every line is. What's up, champ? How you do, like it's it's hard when the, when everything is so flat 
versus a movie where everything is so alive. Yeah. I think I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it to the doo-wop group. Yeah, as a whole, <laughs> from White Men Can't Jump. Yes, uh, they set the tone, and they do uh, both sides of the movie. They get a funny bit with Woody Harrelson giving them a dollar. Uh, I, it works. It, it sets the tone for a very, very fun movie. Perhaps if uh, Undisputed had had a doo-wop group, uh, things would have gone like opening the thing things would have gone a little bit better for do up for the movie but it kind of just like you see these guys you see woody harrelson walk up to them with a smirk on his face and you're like this is gonna be fun got a good time a good time ahead of us ron shelton good job in bookending the movie with this um let's get to the votes you know yeah we can talk it out (laughs) Um, uh patrick what do you got here uh, you know, look, undisputed. You, you know, you're trying your damnedest, buddy, Wesley, Mr. Snipes. You've there. There are some. You get like one or two moments where you act. Uh, I like your little. Your little popsicles are fun. I love your little. Po- you do like a. You do a, a pagoda, and then what was the next? Was the next the one gold, like the, Was that golden, the bridge? Yeah, it's the Golden State Bridge. Yeah. That was the. I was like, yeah. you know what? I, I would have expected Eiffel Tower, but they went Golden State Bridge. Good I bet that was a Wesley Snipes' note. Yeah. too, yeah. that he added that as he would this make is a my bridge. Care. He would make We're a bridge. Cali- He'd make a pagoda. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but- Walter, Walter, I got a, I got a few thoughts. Yeah. What the- if I made the Hollywood side? <laughs> uh, there's more that- than that. <laughs> that would be sick if he somehow made a legible Hollywood sign from popsicles. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. would give that movie yeah. movie of the year. Uh, yeah. I but, made uh- pigs hot dogs. What's up? <laughs> Pink <laughs> he's making um, an in and out burger yeah, uh, 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 yeah an original tommy's uh yeah. but uh <laughs> he's uh, he's still very upset that the brown derby got closed on those yeah. felis and <laughs> turned into a chase yeah. <laughs> what is, is that a, is that fred 62s <laughs> yeah. uh but uh you know like let's be real it's white men can't jump like it's it white men can't jump might be the movie to beat this might be the one that wins it all. I think White Men Can't Jump. There's like three or four movies right now. You got New Jack City. You got White Men Can't Jump. Uh, I think we'll Passenger s- 57 is in the mix, man. Maybe, maybe, but man, White Men 84 can't Minutes jump. of Glory. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how everything, we'll see how the cookie crumbles, so to speak. One uh, vote for, so that's one for uh, White Men Can't Jump. I'm going to make it quick here, too. Um, <laughs> everything you like about Wesley Snipes is in White Men Can't Jump. Everything he does really well that makes him a really great star is in White Men Can't Jump. All of it is missing, except for perhaps his badass physique um, in in Undisputed. Um, I wish he played Iceman. Maybe Maybe it would have been a little bit more in the conversation. If he had been the Iceman, the Iceman was a funner, not funner, funner wrong word. Iceman's a very bad guy, but a more interesting part for an actor, perhaps. But I got to go with White Men Can't Jump as well, obviously. Yeah, Uh, I'm obviously going the same way. I will. I do want to say it's a real waste to have Wesley Snipes and only use punching. It's like feels like like I'm like you have like this great action star that can do everything. And you're only using like it just seems like a waste to use him in a boxing movie. Yeah. Yeah. Make this make this full like I was like this this should have this should be like 
this should have been had more the flair of like a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie than a than this whatever the fuck it was. But yeah, mm-hmm. white make, and white making a jump is like you said it perfectly. It's everything you want from Wesley Snipes. Everything, and not only that, it makes you really realize how little how we don't get that anymore at all. Mm-hmm. That Wesley Snipes does not exist, and that's sad because that Wesley Snipes rules. Yeah, I mean he's signs in Dolomite is my name and the Coming to America sequel. But we want to see the full thing. Yeah. <laughs> the entire. So Soderbergh, you're the man for the job. But uh, is. that is three votes for White Men Can't Jump. Another mm-hmm. astonishingly entertaining movie. That, yeah. Uh, really I'm, good. I, I'm very excited to see again uh, going up against Major League in just a few short weeks. I mean, that's going to be a fun Oof. episode. Yeah. Maybe Major League could pull another underdog. We'll see. I mean, Willie Mays Hayes, a tremendous character as well. But Sidney Dean gets a hell of a lot more yeah. to do than Willie Mays yeah. Hayes. Yeah, that is the thing. So, like, it'd be it'd be quite the upset. Yeah, it would be. We'll see, though. Surely we might have uh, one of our lunatic guests might show up <laughs> to make it decide otherwise. <laughs> uh, but on to this week's game. It's called Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. And it's uh, Wesley Snipes is coming to your house mm-hmm. for dinner. He's bringing somebody with him from the entire world of history and celebrity. What are you cooking? And who does Wesley Snipes, who is Wesley Snipes' surprise guest? Patrick, I'm going to put it to you. Ooh, okay. So Wesley Snipes is coming for dinner. I think I'm going to make the assumption. I'm not going to look it up, but I'm going to make the assumption he's a vegetarian. He's like kind of like a, I eat pretty healthy he's like a, he seems like one of those dudes who's like i eat clean and healthy so like i'm gonna gonna make a tasteful caesar salad no no anchovies okay all right no, <laughs> no anchovy all right okay I, I love anchovies i love anchovies but actually maybe i'll sneak in the anchovies but i won't tell him okay. it'll be one of those things okay you're it's, not no table side it's not no table, table side caesar no no <laughs> no table side no table side and then uh trying to think of like what a good hmm What's a good, like, uh, I don't know that much. Maybe like a, God, it's so funny. I just said he'd eat healthy. Caesar salad, number one, not a great healthy. Like the favorite. Maybe the most mayo-y salad. Yeah, just mm. like, it's, it's just that salad is all sauce. That's just, yeah. you're there for the sauce. But no, it's too late. I'm committed. Uh, you know, maybe like a, a margarita pizza. This is just unhealthy. It's just, I'm giving up. I'm giving up. This is just like. Mm. We're having a, a margarita pizza, Caesar salad, <laughs> garlic bread, and then as the guest. So wait, here's the here's what's the here's my question. So with the guest, is the guest coming with Wesley Snipes, or am I like surprising Wesley? Like, hey, Wesley, here's the no. Guest. They are coming with Wesley Snipes. Oh, they are coming. You open the door and they've arrived at the same. Now they might not know each other, but Wesley made the pick. Mm, okay, so then in that case, uh, with Wesley, I want. I want Paul Giamatti. I want That's what you would want to I would want to I want, you, you Paul, <laughs> I want Paul Giamatti and Wesley Snipes. I want them to and I want them to get Wesley Snipes on billions. I want oh, as played oh, as yeah. tax, tax evasion. Yes. <laughs> Talk about it. Oh, he could play Chuck Rhodes to go after. Yeah, I get yeah. it. At Bobby X Axelrod is off the show. Let's bring in Wesley Snipes. Yes. The new era. Axelrod out. Blade in. He's, he's, he's playing Blade. He's playing Blade in Billions. That is the idea. I, I like, like, so you're trying to tell me he's doing all these financial crimes yeah. and he's also a daywalker? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. Yeah. <laughs> time for taxes i'm too busy day walking yeah that's really I, love it. I love that's it really funny. so there we go that's my uh yeah caesar salad a margarita pizza garlic bread and then paul giamatti um so mine is um i'm gonna do an omakase sushi service Ooh. wesley snipes okay. with some um um what was uh, with full-scale authentic service wesley would have uh, asked oh. for that ahead of time i have a feeling he's a my guess is that he is a sushi fan oh for sure nice um, i like that yeah. i think so at the door with wesley snipes because i want some answers is eddie ray Khan an american tax protester Jesus. who was arrested <laughs> alongside of wesley snipes who i believe put all of the ideas about wesley snipes financial world into wesley's head i want some answers about how all of this went down and how yeah. they got arrested i'm assuming you're breaking him out of jail <laughs> yes he is currently in prison no he was released he was, oh, released. He was released yes oh, he was released okay. but he he was sentenced to 10 years yeah. in prison all sorts of defrauding and committing mail fraud and everything you could imagine. An American tax protester. Wow. Oof. But uh, I, want, I want him alongside Snipes to discuss why and how all of this went down and, and how he talk, seems to have uh, maybe talked. Um, oh, he ran a business, for-profit business called the Guiding Light of God Ministries Oof. as well. Um, Oof. Yeah, that I'm seems, curious. This yeah. is for my own edification over a very, very good sushi meal. As mm. I, say. I could explain it to our listeners quite a bit more if I got more. Omakase? Yeah, no, omakase. Yes, uh, that's yeah. what I would explain to the listeners. <laughs> yeah. That's what I get out of the internet. Like, it's really terrific. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the great. yeah, you just show up and the chef makes what he wants. It's um, really good. I yeah, recommend it. You don't have to put soy yeah. sauce. There's already enough salt on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so I'm. Uh, I'm serving tapas. I'm Ooh. thinking patatas bravas. I want a lot of mm. shared foods. I want I want to keep everything lively. I want to have some wine flowing. Ooh, maybe some good. some Spanish cava, some sparkling. You're hoping for a for pre-1995 Wesley Snipes. Yeah, I want I want to I want to bring out the fun time. <laughs> uh, and uh, for guests, this is who I, I said early on. I had an immediate <laughs> idea. Uh, Abigail Breslin. <laughs> 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 so uh that's the name that's in my head. Uh, I, have no, I would love to see old hollywood v new hollywood uh they both have experience they both have woody harrelson stories yeah the no. passing of the torch yeah. woody or wesley snipes was in a fictional prison called sweetwater and um abigail wrestling was recently in the film stillwater see there you go perfect. so perfect <laughs> yeah uh i think it'd be a blast what a night oh, i could yeah. see all of you guys saying let's keep this going and driving out to a karaoke bar oh yeah yeah yeah. afterwards oh, yeah, yeah, yeah i'm a k-town baby we'll walk um i did what i did discover a fact so i re really quickly researched rollerball and this this is really fucking me up the the new version of rollerball right the chris klein john mctieran uh ll cool j and rebecca romaine Rollerball came out the same year as Undisputed. Whoa. Now, Rollerball to me is a very shiny, glossy, like really like like very modern movie, mm -hmm. and Undisputed feels like 
like Natural Born Killers, which was made in 96, I think. <laughs> I, the idea that those two movies were could have come out in one year, you would have been like, man, my two top films, Rollerball and Undisputed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to meet this guy. I love sports movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love sports I love, movies. Love I like sports. directors who are on their way out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did some really good stuff, but heading toward the end. But wow, what a journey! The um, you know, white men can't jump moves on. Undisputed will probably be <laughs> is disputed. Me and Patrick will probably be telling undisputed jokes for the next six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um... uh, man, we yeah, we'll be talking about our friends Ratbag and Manny and uh, Guys, Monroe. Manny, yeah. Monroe and the yeah. Iceman and uh... first improv show back. I'm gonna be like, you punch me. Go for it. <laughs> I'm good. No, nah, I'm, I'm not. Don't, don't first improv it? show back. You're like, boy, it's nice to have you over here on a date. We should watch a movie. What movie? Undisputed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a boxing movie from 2002. Yeah, uh, mimes, mimes pulling yeah. out gun. Yeah. You nuts on your show. Uh, they were all <laughs> unrelatable scenes because no one would, no, no real person would watch that movie. <laughs> It'd be a complaint five yeah. years from now. It's yeah. like the only reference any of these guys ever do is that movie Undisputed. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's out. It's passe. Uh. Oh boy! Yeah, I'm gonna my if we ever get on comedy bang bang, we'll do an undisputed yeah thing. Oh yeah, I'll, and I'll, never and promptly never be invited back. Yeah, I'll be yeah I'll be in character as Ratbag. Yeah, <laughs> Ratbag from the film Undisputed. Hey, it's me, Ratbag from Undisputed. You just start uh, being Monroe chants all the time. Monroe. I Let love me. that at the end of it too they're doing the Monroe chant. They pass by Wes Studi's face, and you can see him making a choice as yeah. an actor, being like. Do I chant here? Yeah. Do I not chant here? Because I wasn't on Monroe's side. And you yeah. can see him kind of thinking about it, and then the camera just passes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like it's like the equivalent to like uh the camera going to like seeing a gapper eating a sandwich off screen and being like, oh no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not supposed to be on screen. We shouldn't see this. <laughs> yeah, he was shivved three weeks later by Ratback. Oh, all right, Pete. But Winston, thank you so much for joining thank us on this journey. Me. Yeah. Is there anything you like to plug on the way out? Maybe you uh, can tell us about that band. Yeah, you can <laughs> check out uh, Drac and the Swamp Rats. It's a band uh, that's very fun. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, uh, I'm around. Yeah. Awesome. Follow me on Instagram if you want to see food pictures. That's it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so Drown much. This was such a blast. blast. Next week, we have an amazing, uh, a wild episode oh. being planned out it's it's one of the few we've had to plan ahead of time because we've got a lot of people we've got first time ever in academy academy history multiple guests Ooh. will be joining us to discuss blade one versus blade two an episode we've been waiting for so for patrick and winston i'm don we'll see you next time uh bye uh, where do we turn this guy off <laughs> where do we wait, wait a second get down and give me tip right